here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, what do you think of Tottenham? Shit. What do you think of shit? Tottenham. Thank you. It's all right. We hate Tottenham, and we hate. I could go on, <laughs> but uh, I, w- I will say it's just as well that we didn't record this podcast last night because I was watching the fantastic North London derby, the match between Arsenal and Tottenham. It's a brilliant match. Uh, after a 4-2 win for the Arsenal, one can happily tell you that North London is red. Spurs are still a shit club with no stadium. And my man, Obama blood clark young, Lucas Ross clark Torreira, like a blood clark Z, the whole thing mash up their clark. 61, never again. So we're in high spirits today, Damon. I love it. Uh, and you know what? Uh, it took a little coordination for me to, to, to get down to chant. <laughs> but, but I pulled it off pretty well here at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. Um Look, I love it. I love it when, you know, the team that you root for starts doing well. Uh, I have the same thing on my side uh, with, the, with the Maple Leafs doing very well, signing uh, William Nylander finally. Uh, I think we're, I think this show is going to be all about other sport <laughs> and not necessarily New Japan. Um, but I, we're both excited for various reasons. I think we're going to get Joel in, in, in the hockey mix. You know what? I might adopt Arsenal as a, uh, a fan. You know, maybe maybe they can take me uh, into their into their fold, and I'll become an Arsenal fan. Um, it'll be just a, a match made in heaven, just like uh, a, a pro wrestling thing that we've heard many years ago. And more good news: it's also the festive season now. It's December. It's nearly Christmas. I've already put my Christmas tree up. Scampi's yeah. knocked it over twice. Uh, let's open with a bit of music, Damon. Damon, what's your favorite Christmas song? Wow, um, great question. Uh, hmm. I like. Uh, I do have. I do have an opinion on this. Quite, quite frankly, which, which is shocking. <laughs> I know. Um, my favorite Christmas song, probably. Truth be told, it is uh, "Christmas in Hollis" by Run DMC. Um, that might be. I, I. It's impossible to listen to that song and not tap your toes. Uh, I like "Step Into Christmas" by Elton John. Step into Christmas. Uh, and I also like uh, Oasis did a cover. Well, well, yeah, Oasis did a cover of it. Um, and so did R.E.M. And I think it was a Slade original. Um, Do you have to run the stockings on the wall? You know what I'm talking about, Joel, right? It's a very British So here it is. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Uh, I like that one a lot. And then I like um, 
I like do they know it's Christmas? The Band Aid, you know, uh, where they had the whole famine relief uh, that never quite panned out, unfortunately. Uh, it gave Bob Geldof a good knighthood, but um, unfortunately, the money's never really got to where they needed to be, and for a whole slew of issues. But the hearts were in the right place. Uh, so, uh, yeah, do they know it's Christmas with uh, my boy Simon Laban in there, and uh, Bono, and Paul Young, which is French for Simon the Good. Uh, he is the best. He's the best Simon I know. Um, and it, yeah, I, I can name everybody in that as in order, but nobody gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, I like. Uh, Do they know it's Christmas uh, a lot? So those those are my top three. Chris, how about you, Joel? You have your uh, your say in the in the in the holiday songs. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm gonna start off with uh, story time. So, in my school, when it's time for the kids to go home some music is played over the, the PA system. And up until this point, I changed it to uh, video game music, but that had annoyed a lot of people, particularly the older teachers who were like, oh, it sounds horrible. So I thought, okay, it's December, let's put some Christmas songs. So me and my friends, we were uh, deliberating and we narrowed it down to a short list. So this week, we open up today with uh, Michael Jackson, the Jackson 5, Santa Claus is coming to town, like high energy stuff. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Great way to start. Uh, tomorrow we've got Let It Snow, D. Martin. Now, Wednesday, a bit of controversy over this one. We've got Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, which I thought was a safe pick until I saw one Rich Craich posting from uh, uh, the Voices of Wrestling Twitter. I think it was Rich anyway. Um, that there's actually a, a bit of profanity in there, which you were well aware of. But I don't know, maybe Editor Dan can splice it in right now. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie now, every time I hear this line, I'm going to be thinking, later we'll have some fucking pie. <laughs> I've said that. For, I, I feel like I've, I've said that all the time. Like every time that song would come on, I, that would be my line. Because here's the thing. So I just got back from Baltimore and uh, it's about a you know two hour drive, hour and a half drive. right? So, of course, I'm driving. I control the music and the missus. You know, we kind of like the same music, but there's that kind of veer off into different worlds. But she'll put on like um, the Christmas Channel, right, on the satellite radio. She'll put on like, and there's like five thousand Christmas channels now. Uh, so, but what we do is we do make up our own lyrics as we go along, and usually they're vulgar and just fucking disgusting, talking usually about bodily functions and sexual things. Uh, when we make up our own lyrics. And that has been a staple in our car rides and in our uh, Christmas song mockery. Uh, some fucking pop. We've said it for years. And when you told me that, I was like, oh, my God, we've said that forever. Um, we we, But here's the thing, too. My wife is pretty bad when it comes to lyrics just in general, uh, where she mishears lyrics. And you're like, what did you just say? That's what they say. He's like, no, that's not what they say. Uh, one of her most famous is um, you, you're familiar with the Duran Duran song "Girls on Film," right? Girls on film. Girl, you, you, no, anybody? Everybody. No, no. All right. All right. Sorry. Well, all right. Well, let's give it a listen. It's a great song. Um, but there's a song, uh, a lyric, uh, "Pulling Dolly by the Hair," uh, but she says "Pulling Belly Button Hair." So, that's her. And she's legit. She was like, that's what they said, right? And I was like, no, that's not what they say. They say pull not belly button hair. And then uh, the NXS song, um, 
Um, the one thing where he goes, the mashed potato. No, he goes, uh, oh, no. And that's the, my wife says the mashed potato, but he says, and that's the danger. Um, but she says the mashed potato. Like, why would he sing about a mashed potato, dear? All right. Thank you. That's my rant. That's, that's Music Damon for the day, brought to you by Verizon Wireless. <laughs> See, I usually do the same thing. Me and Mally do like the, the ad-lib song lyric edits, but we just put Scampi's name in the parts of the lyrics that are missing. Right, right. We'll do that. But we'll do like just like really gr- – like it's amazing because she is uh, very high up in her company, not to uh, humble brag, but uh, like uh, in a uh, HR capacity, right? And I just like I like she'll just whip out these lyrics like like really disgusting lyrics, and I'll be like, do 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 people work know who you are? Like, do they have any concept of the things that come out of your mouth uh, when it comes to this? And she's like, I'm just goofing around. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of like our thing. We we like to make up vulgar lyrics, and I think that contest really has evolved into. How can we disgust each other? Like, how can we like have them just pause and look over at the other person in a in a just a I'm embarrassed to even know you kind of thing. So uh, it's, it's there has been a few times that that even me has shocked me. So um, maybe we all maybe when we all get together, we'll have a contest in April to see if we can disgust each other. I was about to say I can't wait. <laughs> the four of us. If you go down a bar, get a few drinks in us. Yeah. Record it for a bonus oh, episode. Yeah. That'd be really fucking fun, actually. You know what? I think that, that might be a winner. That might be a winner. Though here's the problem though. I don't even know if she's gonna go. Like I don't uh, there's it's not one hundred percent that she would go. Because here's the thing. She knows I'm uh going to be so busy running around with, with the, the wrestling stuff. And she really does not give a fuck about the wrestling stuff, right? Like, I'm not going to drag her to 700 things. And she, like, I took her to Long Beach, and she did, did not have a good time at Long Beach. <laughs> My behavior wasn't the best in Long Beach. <laughs> and that did, did not go I'm well. I'm shocked. I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> I know. That was, not a, that was not a good experience for me, uh, nor her. Uh, and it was my fault. So, um yeah, so I she, she so she's a little down on going to wrestling events or podcasting events or anything like that. So we'll see. Maybe maybe I can convince her. Um, I mean, I do have a room in New York. You know what I mean? It's like you know, in the right in Midtown. So it's kind of, you know, I'd be like, come on, just just you go do your thing. We'll meet up every once in a while, and you know, that'll be that. So I think it'd be fun. So all right, um, look. We got. Uh, I don't even know what we got to talk about today. I'm. I'm sure World Tag League is in the mix. I'm sure uh, other news and notes that I saw funneling through my timelines. Not timelines. My my phone thing. Oh, here's what I did too. I kind of solved my um, my messaging situation. I just turned off notifications. That's helped a lot, actually. I turned off notifications. So I, so I check it on my schedule, not everybody else's schedule, right? I don't have that anxiety of ugh, here's a message. Um, so, so I, I, so far, so good. In case anyone gives a fuck, no one cares. All right, Joel, what else have we got? <laughs> right, let's stay on brand here, Damon. Uh, I've got a few snacks with me today. So, up first on the docket is uh, Oreos. Uh, this is chili chicken flavor Oreos. Ooh, 
Chili and chicken. I finally <laughs> chili chicken. They had wasabi flavor as well, but I didn't buy them because they only had a massive box of them, and I don't think I've eaten too many of them. I'll try and get them next time. And I also got the Lay's crisps, the uh, durian flavor, and the salted egg yolk flavor. So as we go through the show today, I'm going to have a little nibble on those, and I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts. That'd as be we great. Go. All right. Now we so they're they're Oreos, but they're ch- chili chicken. Yeah, a chili chicken flavor Oreos. Oh, like chocolate and chicken mixed? Ugh. Well, I, can you I was going to say, I don't knock it till you tried it. I really? can't see this catching on, but again, I will try one and let you know what I think. No, no. Are, you, do you have one right now? Because I need to know now. Okay, all right. I've got the box. I'm going to open it up. <laughs> all right, here we are. We're going in. Going in. We're opening wrestling, the box. Wrestling podcast right here, guys. Yep. We have hard-hitting, hard-hitting takes about pro wrestling right here. I I hear. I can't even uh, open the packet, Damon. I can't imagine these being good. Like, uh, no, they're going to be disgusting. I'm sure, but it would help if I could open them. Okay, we're in. All right. What does it smell? Give me, a, give me the first. Give me a, give me a, uh, a, a review smell wise. Okay. Well, the smell, the chocolatey smell of the biscuit is overpowering any chili chickenness. I'm going to open it. Um. Yeah, I'm not smelling any chili or chicken. Again, it's just the the chocolate biscuit flavor. So and it, what is I'm the what eat is, it now? Okay, what is the flavoring? Well, like, well, I mean, what is the so it's give me give me a description. We just have a a, a a a chocolate, as you call it, biscuit cookie, uh, and then what's the color of the frosting? Uh, it's kind of like a pale orange flavor. No oh, Christ, with little flecks of red in it. Oh, all right, go in, go 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 for it. Okay, I, I should probably mute myself while I'm eating. No, no, no. Going, oh, no, we want that. That's what we want. The, we want yeah, it we, all. Okay, all yes. right. We're doing it. <laughs> yes. All right. Here we are. Joel digging in. Look at big piggy is. Well, eating on air. Oinky. Oinky Joel. Okay, it's weird. It's just the, the strangest thing is the saltiness. Okay. I'm gonna need to eat more of it. I'm not okay. Go. I'm go. not getting much chick- chickenness or chilliness from it. It's just a saltiness. I'm gonna eat some of the cream. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Get 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 more cream. Hot. Mm. It's got it's got a slight kick to it. Yeah. Yeah. I I buy these little creamy treats with scampi and like a little tube pouch. Um, I think it's a bit like them. It's a bit like eating cat food. Wait, you eat cat food? <laughs> I don't eat. Only if he doesn't want it. <laughs> what kind of a snack monster are you? It's a weird house we live in, Damon. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, again, mm. a little spicy. You got a little kick to mm-hmm. it. A little sweet with the with the with the with the biscuit. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an understated chickeny flavor. I thought it was going to be a very sort of overwhelming poultry sensation, but it's not. They've they've done quite well actually. It's. It's just, I would describe it like a normal Oreo, but a bit salty with a slight chili kick to it. The chickenness is almost non-existent, which is a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> right, right. I really wanted something. I wanted you I wanted you to eat like a chocolate bouillon cube or something. <laughs> you know? It'd be fucking great. Uh, all right, there you go. So uh, scale of one to ten? Um, I'd give it a, a six. It's wow. enjoyable, but I can't see it catching on. Okay, you're not you're not picking these up again, are you? Would would not uh, buy no, them. No, well, 
I mean, luckily, we Mally has some students that come around that she tutors, so, and they'll eat any old shit. So if I don't like this stuff, I'll just get them to eat it. So it won't go to waste. All right, good. That's that's the key. All right, there you go. There's that's cookie talk or biscuit talk rather uh, with Joel Abraham. Brought to you by Kraft. <laughs> okay, uh, let's actually talk about some wrestling. Um, important stuff first. Did you see? That image doing the rounds of the New Japan versus WWE Dream matches. Uh, yeah, that's what you just sent me uh, this morning. And I woke up and I uh, checked my phone and I see that. And yeah, who did this? What is this? What, what are we talking about here? These are dream matches that people have proposed or one person has proposed? I think it's just, yeah, I think one person has proposed. I can't see any names on it. I think whoever's made it is probably too ashamed to take credit for it. But uh, I, I want to know your thoughts on you know, this dream match between the likes of Randy Orton against Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think people try to pigeonhole those two and, and, and Cena and Tanahashi, like when they talk about these nonsense dream match things. Like, I don't understand that. Like, uh, why? I mean, you have, I don't know. I, that that would be those would, would probably be two of the least like dream matches of mine. So well, for, what about Ricochet against Jay Lethal? Is that, that getting your juices flowing? Why would you do that? Like, like uh, I'll tell you why. My theory that, that they just gave up halfway through and started putting people together that look similar. That like Braun Strowman and Elgin. Yeah, it's all Elgin that. just it's like a slightly squashed Braun Strowman. So <laughs> that's what we're going on there. I'm certain we got Kevin Owens and Juice Robinson because they've both got goatee beards. Right. Okay. Uh, we we got uh, Dean Ambrose against Hangman Page because they're both sort of kind of grimy <laughs> sort of <laughs> right, right, white right. dudes. Right. Um, what else have we got? Bray Wyatt and Evil. Yeah, obvious connection there. Uh, yeah, because they're both like like what supernatural power guys or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm fairly certain whoever made this has probably never watched any New Japan in their life. Uh, we've got like about two Japanese guys in right, the whole thing. That's, that's, right, that's what I'm looking to. Like, the, why would they go? Into um, the, why would they go into the Ring of Honor for most of it? Yeah, right. Uh, why would they go into the, dip into the Ring of Honor bag? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. The Shibata Dream Match they've gone for. Uh, Shibata against Matt Riddle, which yeah, already late. happened. <laughs> right, that's true too. Right, uh, right, and and you're a little late. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the Shibata thing might might not go. Might, you know, there might be a little hiccup there. Ah, um, uh, yeah, this doesn't uh, seem like there was a lot of work put into this, does it? No, so you don't think Beretta together with Killer Elite squads shows a, a deep understanding of uh, New Japan and its history? Yeah, no, I mean, not even. Not even this week's history, to be quite honest with you. Uh, look, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to... I feel bad for people when they... Here's the thing. Like, I, f I feel bad sometimes when people put something out like this. Because you know it's not going to be... Like, I just want to sometimes reach out to those people and just be like, oh, I, you know, here, uh, just... Hey, hey, just log yeah. off and get in the bin. <laughs> right, 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 straight here, right. I just, uh, like, I feel so uncomfortable with it because it's just like, oh, you know it's not going to be warmly. Ha Let me guess. It hasn't been warmly rece received by the by the pro wrestling community or, or the New Japan pro wrestling community. Yeah, there have been some critics, Damon. A few oh, people uh, have had some constructive feedback. <laughs> you think so? You think so? Us ghouls. That that'll just you know, uh, 
uh, nitpickers, as uh, Jim Ross would like to say. Uh, well, look, it's um, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to stifle anyone's creativity. But yeah, this is uh, this is lacking in substance. We'll just say that. Yeah, I, I, you're right though. It really feels like that the person kind of gave up halfway through and decided to just find people. It's like what's that game that kids play with? That like um, it's like guess who? Guess who? That's exactly what the fuck it feels like. <laughs> oh man, now I want to make wrestling guess who? Yeah, that me would too. be amazing. Right, let's do wrestling guess who. Um, we'll do that in April too. I, I tell you what, if we play wrestling, guess who? I, I, I I'll get Cheryl down. Um, she'll come. Uh, yeah, that's what it feels like. It just kind of feels like let's just find fucking people that look alike. Like, like here's the thing: if you had a dream card, and again, you're only going to have a certain amount of spots. We'll just say it's it's a squashed together Wrestle Kingdom slash WrestleMania where you have 14 matches, and the bottom half of the show gets you know five minutes. We- would you really put Strom and Elgin together? Like, that would be the thing that, like, I don't know. It really just feels like they had a, he had a bucket of names and, or this person, I don't know, he, she, had a bucket of, of, of names and just picked randomly. And, like, if the, if that, that was the disclaimer at the beginning, I might let, I might be like, ah, that's what you picked. Ah, geez, you know. But it doesn't feel that way. It feels like this was a planned attack and, uh, I'm going to say retreat from that planned attack. Yes, this image is bad and you should feel bad for making it. Um, speaking of actual dream matches, we got Will Ospreay against Pac at RevPro High Stakes in York Hall February 15th. Mm. They're just that- churning out the dream matches over there at RevPro, aren't they? They, kn- they know what they're doing, right? Uh, either they have some type of... I like to get them on the horn. Uh, uh, London Joel. Uh, as we like to uh, affectionately call him, uh, reached out to me. He's like, hey, you know what? You should try to get a hold of of uh, the Rev Pro people, get them on the show. And I did, but they never responded. Um, but i like to get them on one day. You know who we got to get to also? Um, we got to get – I was thinking – and again, we're having production meetings on the air. So um, Now, you know what? I'm going to hold off. I'm gonna, I'll tell you off the air because I don't want anybody stealing our ideas. I don't like it's people. Editor Dan, everyone. It's edit, let's have editor Dan on. Uh, well, we we should. We've we, we've we've teased that for the longest time. So we were supposed to do something around G one, but that never fleshed out. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get you off the air. I'll hit you off the air with our ideas because again, we do have uh, people who like to lift ideas. You know what I'm saying, Joel? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know what what could you possibly mean. Please elaborate. No, who uh, could be doing that? I think you know, but that's okay. Uh, flatter or what is it? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. But that's all right. Uh, we'll work on that. So yeah, we should get the Rev Pro people on there too because they, yeah, you're right. They they do find a way to get the matches that the people want, as opposed to uh, Briscoes against Tanahashi and Jay Lethal. <laughs> Uh, they they get the oh so you you've seen the MSG card as well then have you <laughs> no <laughs> I I tell you they have a uh, they have a very good opportunity uh, on a, on a, apparently what looks to be and I, I'm sure we'll touch on this in a, in a moment uh, an open night right um, that's Saturday night Saturday night the bright lights the big city at Madison Square Garden 
and they have an opportunity to put on a a show that can be quite memorable. I pray to the to the pro wrestling gods that they don't fuck this up with giving us some horseshit, you know, chucked together bullshit war of the worlds nonsense. They need to deliver a super show, thus the name of the show. Uh, they need to do that um, for the sanity of, of everyone who's been dying for this moment to be here. Uh, another piece of news here. According to Evan Deadly Sins, uh, New Japan has secured a TV deal to air in South Korea's FX on Sundays from 9pm to 11pm with Korean commentary. It'll be like NJPW on Access, in which matches from the past will be shown, but they will catch up to the present over time. It's not a bad slot, is it? Not, not bad at all. Sunday. You know, oddly enough, who's doing the commentary? I know the guy. Uh, Jim Ross. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> no, terrible. Hey, he's fluent in Korean. Didn't you yeah, know that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I just learned. I just found that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, that Look, but brand expansion does not necessarily just mean North America. Now, again, uh, I'm sure that there is money to be made in a North Korean market, right? And a Chinese market and a uh, North European Korean. North Probably America. not. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, we yeah you pro- yeah. Wait a minute, you said North Korea? That did not did not did that that no. I said South Korea. Wait, time out. Where the fuck is this show going to be be aired? South North Korea. Korea or South Korea? South Korea. South what Korea. I, okay, yeah. so what what did I say? North Korea. <laughs> you said oh. North Korea. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that getting green lit somehow. <laughs> imagine if it did. That'd be great. <laughs> oh my! We'd have another. We'd have another incident on our hands here. We'd have another uh, crown jewel if we would. All right. Yes, of course. Idiot Damon. What a what a what a dope he is. Uh, yes, of course. South Korea. All right. Uh, boy, boy, do I feel dumb now. Uh, well, again, nor- uh, expansion. Blah blah blah. Great things. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Let's change the subject so we can get off this awkward. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 13 will stream live worldwide via Fight TV. Uh, it will be live at 3 a.m. Eastern in its entirety in Japanese or English, priced at $34.99. The show will be available anywhere in the world through Fight TV's different platforms, Roku, mobile devices, etc. And the show will also be available for VOD replays. Damon, who the fuck is paying $35 for something that you can get for 999 yen? That was my question That on the tip of my tongue. I mean, I guess it's good in the sense that you know, for whatever reason, if you are, if you're a legion, some people have brand loyalty, but some people find some services work better than others. I don't know. Like, but to me, you have a, you have a nine ninety nine option. You know, like, and it's I, like, I look at my bill every month and it's like eight bucks, you know, with the conversion rate and everything. Um, yeah. I don't know why you would pay that. And, and, and again, it's a one, it's a one-time purchase, right? So, that $34 doesn't give you access to it, you know, two weeks from now when you're you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rewatch that match. Or, I mean, it's a one-shot pop. So I don't, know, I don't want to turn, you know, I don't want to turn people away, but it just seems like a no-brainer that if you're going to spend money, which, again, we we wholeheartedly encourage that you do, uh, you, you got a much cheaper option than $34, is it? Wow. Well, we'll see. Uh, I uh, there's there, there might be people that do. I I can't imagine. It, it's it somewhat feels, and not necessarily slimy, 
but like I don't know. It's like I would feel bad for someone who was completely just new to the product and had no idea of New Japan World and had no idea of whatever that just decided to be like, oh, this looks cool, and I'll pay $34. I don't know. I kind of feel sorry for those people. Maybe you get what you deserve, but um, yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. Why would anybody do that? I don't know. I can't answer that question, but there are there are dopes in this world that would. Okay, sticking with the topic of Wrestle Kingdom, friend of the show, Chris Charlton, has been confirmed as the third announcer for the show, uh, alongside Kevin Kelly and Don Callis. I said on Twitter at the time that this is great news and how important a job Chris does for newer viewers as he helps to point out those little historical factoids that can really enhance enjoyment for viewers like myself who don't know all of the little references and the story beats. Um, it's also good to have the voice of a fellow fan represented at that table, someone who loves the product as much as we do. Now, obviously, Damon, it should have been us. Exactly. Or are we? Should it have been? I don't know. Um, who, who are we to say? But putting that to one side, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, look. Uh, one, there might not be anybody more deserving, right? So uh, it is it is refreshing that a, that, a, that a company and a promotion has reached out the way that they have to in for, for a, a person who has created content uh, on a, on the fan side of the wall, uh, and the company acknowledges that work uh, and the work that he has put in, and has rewarded him with a, a very big, high-profile position. Right, not only uh, the the World Tag League stuff and and the, and the and the work that he did previously, but now the big stage at Wrestle Kingdom. So, hey, I'm I'm thrilled for the guy. It's 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 and it helps that he can speak the language, right? That's certainly helpful. That definitely gives him a, a feather in his cap um, to for a being a valuable resource. Not to mention that the guy seems to have uh, encyclopedic knowledge that he can uh, just rattle off. I'm sure he has a notebook of notes, but you know he's, the guy's a smart cookie, and he can. Um, and he's intelligent, and he comes across well on the microphone, and he's likable, and he picks us all the good things that we talk about. Um, but I think the biggest, again, takeaway is is the fact that New Japan recognizes his work, recognizes what he means to the community. Can can we be involved in some way? We don't have to do play by play. We can do pre show. Come on, we can do something. Um, but. Again, I think it's uh, the, the biggest takeaway is the fact that the company recognizes his work, and that's the important thing. And uh, good, off, good off on him. Hats off to him, and uh, he'll do great, I'm sure, as, as he always does. Good job. Okay, in a moment, I'm going to eat one of the salted egg yolk flavor crisps. But before I do that, I'm going to set you up with another question. Speaking of announcers, PWG announcer Excalibur will join New Japan World Commentary alongside Kevin Kelly on the December 6th, 7th, and 9th World Tackling Shows. I haven't heard a great deal of his work. Uh, Damon, are you a fan? Um, yeah, so if you if you listen to or watch uh, any of the pro wrestling guerrilla shows, um, you know, your bowlers, um, there's other wacky named, you know, usually after some type of musical thing shows, um, you'll hear his commentary, right? So he, he's usually the voice that he'll have uh, a second mic like, you know, uh, Chucky e. T or what have you. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, I don't like he pretty much has free reign when it comes to the pro wrestling gorilla stuff. So it can get a little inside jokey, you know, inside pro wrestling snarkiness thing that you know people enjoy. It's funny, you know, if you get the joke, you you laugh along with them. Um, I don't know if that'll be dialed back a little bit when it comes to New Japan, but here's the thing: I think he's I think he's a likable guy. I think he's I think he's a guy that people enjoy listening to. Um, I think he knows when to pick his spots. I think he knows when to dial it back. I think he knows when to turn it up. Um, no, he'll be fine. I think it's I think it's a good. Here's what I don't want though. I don't I don't want this to be too much of a revolving door like. Like I don't want it to become a joke. Unless it's us. <laughs> Unless it's us, right. Unless we're in the mix, then then fucking let's do it. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know if like again, I don't know what the purpose is of bringing in 750 guys. Just settle on the guys that you want. Kevin Kelly, Don Callis and and Chris Charlton being the A team, the B team can be uh uh Mavs and and um somebody, maybe Rocky Romero, I don't know. But just settle it. Like, I don't like to have this revolving chair um, necessarily. Again, if it's us, by all means, revolve away. But, uh, yeah, I like to see that settled in a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, that's fine. The caliber's fine. Okay, I'm going to eat the salted egg yolk crisp now. All right, now we're excited. It doesn't smell bad. It just smells like um, ready salted. And I, I did have some egg-flavored Pringles once. I think they might have been from Hong Kong or Japan. That were just truly ghastly, just really strong smell of sulfur. But I'm going to try this one. There he is, digging in. All right. Hitting the pallet. No. No. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's no good. No? No? What um, do we got? Yeah, here's do- the thing, Dame. I, I like salted egg yolk in certain contexts. On a, a, a Thai papaya salad, on somtam, if you're familiar with it, salted egg, very nice. Uh, in a bit of rice porridge, a bit of congee, very nice. But on crisps, no. What's the, what's the first thing? Yeah kind of pungent uh sort of chalky texture as well just Oof. tastes like something that's gone off yeah. sticks around yeah. your, sticks around your mouth a little bit like it just yeah. lingers yeah, yeah. It's, like somebody, like it, David. it's like somebody farted in your mouth <laughs> it's just it's just, it's just, it's just, <laughs> i just spat my water out <laughs> why do we farting in my mouth is that what it oh, is man. is that what it tastes like yeah, somebody just that, blasted right yeah. in your mouth <laughs> You can't get it out. Oh, it's like on your tongue. Ever done, David. No doubt. It's like sitting on your tongue, and it's just like it's like like a thick sock, like a thick wool sock of fart that's like permeating your 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 pores. Is that what it is? You've tried these before, haven't you? <laughs> I really haven't, but I've had stuff that have been like just ab- like you like. I I don't like. Here's here's my point. Like, I'm a big fan of trying new things, and 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 if people eat it, then you know, fine. What's the shit? Um, it's like soy, like bean paste. Uh, natto, natto, natto. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah. Have you had yeah, that the gooey stuff? Yeah. Have you I had have. that? It's oh, yep. that's that, that stuff. And again, that's what reminded me of. Like it was just like if someone like I remember eating it and describing it and everyone laughing. Uh, it, that's what it was. It was like a, like a like a like a wool sock of fart that was around my tongue. That's what it felt like. It was just awful tasting and the texture and the and the, and again the lingeringness of it like it just stuck around like a wet heavy fart 
fun fact, um, Natto is uh, Ryu from Street Fighter 2's least favourite food. Uh, that mm. will pop up on the screen during the attract mode, so he, he hates it. Or right, did it pop sure. up on the screen? I don't know. I might have made that up. Anyway, episode five of the Katsuyori Shibata documentary California Dreamin' was released earlier in the week, Damon, which showed the dark match between the LA-based Young Lions, Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin from the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show. Uh, did you catch this, Damon? What did you think? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Uh, that was one of the things that was on the must-watch list, but unfortunately, no, I did not. Um, give, give us a rundown. Did you catch... I did, yeah. You know, it's difficult to have too much of a hot take about this because it's two guys having their first ever wrestling match. So it's, you know, what what can I extrapolate from this? They're, you know, a bit nervous, pretty green, um, but talented enough. I think if they stick at it with the right attitude and listen to their senpai's instructions carefully uh yeah i think it could be a very high ceiling for these guys apparently one of them's quit already i put, i heard that buddy i think his name was has already dropped out so uh we'll pick this up next week david when you've had a chance to watch it and yeah my apologies full breakdown of uh hold hold by hold play by play oh, no. and how this match went down no that, that star I mean, rating how's the show though like give me a scale one to ten do you, do you look forward to when they release new episodes is it something that you uh, go out of your way to watch, or is it just like, ah, it's there, I'll catch it when you can? I find it really interesting. I think when when a new episode comes up, it's going straight to the top of my to-watch list. It's an easy watch, and I'm interested in it from two aspects. One, I'm invested in these young lines. I think they're likable people, humble guys, and I think they could end up making big names for themselves. And also, it's good to see Shibata... Uh, and what he's like outside of the ring. And he's a very uh, diligent, thoughtful, introspective, reflective kind of guy. And uh, I just find it really interesting the way that is rubbing off on his students. Yeah. So I like it. Do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think, it, like when you think about New Japan dojos and you think about the the lifestyle that the young lions live and... Do you think that the show is a is a is a and again this is a not really the dojo it is a you know California uh, training facility we'll call it because I, I I don't necessarily want to call it the dojo but uh, do you think it reflects what you thought dojo life would be Does the show do, do a good job of capturing that uh, I think it's probably very different to uh, how it is in the actual Tokyo New Japan Dojo which I imagine is a lot more intense and hardcore and unforgiving brutal if you will this I don't know kind of, I'm getting more vibes like um, the ultimate fighter right with a bunch of guys living in a fancy mansion together but uh, you know with less of the uh, hysteria right I, I, I absolutely agree with that that's that's exact or like or like um tough enough right or um yes you know or or something along those lines so i guess that's my only <clears throat> minor criticism of it is that i don't necessarily and maybe it's you know hey this is what it is damon you know you're not getting this is not what it was never meant to be um but now let me ask this I, why am i asking permission um the 
do you think that that would reflect negatively on any one of the California based dojo wrestlers uh, in their in their career path? Now, would this be something where they would have to get through this level and then they would go to Japan in their dojo and then kind of start over? Or do you think this is the equivalent of the, the Japanese dojo experience? I think the footage that they've selected to show us is probably not showing exactly what it's like. I'm sure that there's a fair amount of Shibata telling them to, I don't know, keep doing squats until they throw up and shit themselves. So uh, <laughs> I would say farting in their mouth. seeing everything. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I, I mean... In in a in a way, I hope not, but in a way, I hope so, because I wouldn't want them to have any uh, advantages or any preferential treatment. Or, and again, maybe this is just a case of hey, they start here, they do this, and they go and 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 go to the dojo in Japan. Um, now, now again, we've had California training facilities before, right? I mean, we know uh, Brian Danielson was there. We know uh, Shinsuke was there. Carl Anderson. Yeah, Carl yeah, Anderson, um, Samoa Joe. So, you know, it's not Rocky Romero. So it's not like, you know, they haven't had this before and we haven't, you know, stars of pro wrestling have, have come from, from this location. So, uh, yeah, I, again, I just, I'm just curious to see if, if what, that, what this training facility – means to their career when it comes to new japan and 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 if new japan is in their future so interesting all right very good I, again i like the show i do um i just like i said it usually goes on the bottom of the of the watch pile between all the other live shows and live events and maybe other pro wrestling and i don't know i do like the behind the scenes stuff though I, that but and usually when i watch it i usually enjoy it. it's just a matter of tying me down and, and getting me to uh sit and watch that's the hard part all right all right um speaking of the new japan youtube channel there's another episode of the funny taguchi videos up it's not in english yet but uh i've written here christ charlton i mean i like chris but i won't go that far chris charlton has translated bits of it and here is the direct quote a young lion's finish is already decided what that does is make you think about how to get to that end it's as if you're telling a story starting with the end in mind and working back I know I'm using a Boston crap. How do I work my opponent down? That's Tanahashi's philosophy. He's making a four-course dinner. Kenny Omega is hitting his high-impact moves. He isn't thinking about the sequence. It's tuna, tuna, samuro, uni. He's about making fans and his opponent fall. He's an all-you-can-eat sushi chef. Now, Damon, that might be the most poetic dunk on Kenny Omega's wrestling that I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, here's, but here's the thing. I think that they both serve the end goal, right? They both, del you know, they both deliver a fantastic pro wrestling match, right? Um, you, you both, you 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 leave both full and satisfied, right? Uh, I, now, I don't think anybody leaves a Kenny Omega match feeling bloated and ready to throw up, right? Do they? I don't think so. Um, John Carroll probably does. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, 
I think he has. I think he has an allergic reaction to Kenny Omega. To be quite honest with you, he has. Uh, say he's like glute, gluten intolerance. Uh, he has Omega intolerance. Uh, but that aside, um, I think the majority of people would would say that they they arrive to the end destination, taking different roads, uh, but yet still meeting at the same location. Um, and that's pro wrestling uh, euphoria. We'll call it. And it depends. Here's the thing, though. I really don't think there's this this big chasm between Tanahashi fans and Omega fans, right? Um, I think they both appreciate the fact that, again, you wind up at the same destination at the end of the match. It's just that they take different roads. Um, And I think that's what Taguchi's kind of explaining here. I don't think necessarily he's, he's... He's shitting on one or the other. I just think it's 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 a different road that they that they take. Um, you could you could have a wonderful dining experience at the all you can eat sushi place and be like that was fucking great, or you know you could have that same experience, not maybe not same experience, but you can get that same end results of wow that was fucking great when you sit down and you get the uh, white linen tablecloth and uh, you know and the meals and the small plates and all that nonsense. So. Um, I think you can get the same thing, the same end results by by again getting there, taking two different roads. Yeah. Oh, last time when I was on Osaka, and um, we found the 100 yen uh, sushi, uh, kaiten sushi, conveyor belt sushi thing. That was awesome. So I'm never going to knock that. Um, but staying with Kenny Omega, he's he's had a very difficult week as our champion. He's very upset that New Japan aren't pushing the voting for fan favorite celebrity gamer at the Gamers Choice Awards. And he's asked New Day to help him out. So, Godspeed, Kenny. We, we hope you manage to get that sorted out. Uh, look, I mean, I'm sure it was a goofy thing. But, like, again, that's... I don't know. I just... That's, like, why... Why would... I don't know. Again, just different philosophies and different things that... I mean, it was a joke, I'm sure. But uh, who gives a fuck about a video, the video game champion? You're the champion. Like you know, I don't know. Just, that's that kind of stuff just kind of rubs me wrong. I don't know. Uh, what are you gonna do? It's uh, something that he's passionate about. Something that he likes. Again, it was probably a joke. I know. Me personally, just kind of one of those things where it's just like, why are you doing this? What? what? But whatever. All right. It'll, no one will care at the end of the day, right? Right? No one's gonna care. Just just add it to the pile, right? <laughs> just add it to the fucking pile things that annoy us about it and it's not just us i don't think here's the thing i can't joe you tell me you monitor the social media more than me but i get the text messages from people just like the people just get annoyed by that stuff like and it's not again i don't think we're the ones that are stirring the pot with that people come to us and it's like oh yeah yeah people give us this stuff people don't a lot of people don't like it there are people that do but there's a lot of people that don't uh, I would put it like this on on the scale of things that Kenny's done that have annoyed me this year. That's probably somewhere near the bottom. So I can hand wave that one, if you will, to, to use your partners. But uh, I, I want to kick you while you're down, Damon, and talk a bit about Walter, who has allegedly signed a deal to work for NXT UK. That will also allow him to work in WXW in Germany. Uh, I know this is something that we're both upset about. So, Damon, let it all out. How well, are you feeling? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> At the end of the day, 
I really don't think, and I've said this before on this show, that I really don't think that there is a wrestler on planet Earth that WWE's enticing offers uh, aren't something that, at the very least, they consider very strongly as being the end goal, right? What's frustrating is this. Not from a fan perspective, right? Because, look, it's it's hard for a person who's doing a stupid New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast to bitch and moan about someone wanting – that's their career goal and saying, don't do that, entertain me, right? Do this, right? Okay. The problem I have is, is that all these independent – former independent, whatever you label you want to give them, all these guys and, and young ladies that, you know, sign on the dotted line, and they absolutely, I really feel in my heart, collectively have the opportunity to change the perception of what that end goal can, could be, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, in you going to NXT or going to... WWE as an end goal. Again, we've said before that you're instantly made more famous, right? You're instantly made more of a name and more of attraction. And if you ever do decide to leave WWE, you know that you can kind of make money off of that time spent in WWE because you see it all the time, right? Uh, again, I'm not, I'm just I'm just pointing out a name, and I'm not knocking the name because I know the guy and I like the guy. Uh, but like a guy like 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 Blue Meanie, right? Um, I mean, you see him at wrestling conventions and wrestling shows and wrestling. And and yes, ECW was was a was a was a big piece of his pro wrestling pie. But truth be told, more people know him from his time in WWE, right? His stuff with Gold Dust and and all that. So just that little bit of time that he was there. You know, has afforded him to be able to have name recognition. So, but the other side of the coin is this: is that you still don't have health insurance. You still don't have. You still have to pay your own transportation. Like, like you're you're not a pro wrestler when you go to WWE and NXT. You are a sports entertainer, right? Except when it's convenient for the company to call you a pro wrestler, right? And in that case, you're a pro wrestler. You don't have health benefits. You don't have, you know, it's pretty amazing, right? So, again, collectively, all those names that signed on the dotted line know that their their really biggest option for making money potentially is that company. So that's the end goal. So it just kind of feeds itself. And there are a few people that have the balls to say no, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to I'm going to bet on myself and make it elsewhere and do other things and try to change what pro wrestling is and where people can make money. And that's why I really feel very passionately strong about the success of, you know, Cody Rhodes and Bucks and and all those guys doing what they're doing. Now, I I'm hoping it turns into a great pro wrestling promotion. Right, and I'm and I and I I hoped the same thing for TNA, and I hoped the same thing for other promotions when they start getting off the ground. But it's that machine that I'm against, as opposed to a guy feeling that that's the only chance he has to make money in this business. Right, 
I want the machine to stop. And I think that when people sign to the machine, they just feed the machine. Um, and now it takes people that are revolutionary in thought and in mind and are willing to sacrifice their career to do so. So, again, that takes a lot of balls and a lot of guts and a lot of heart and a lot of work and, and all of that. I, I understand that. I guess the bottom line is, is that it's just sad that it's this is the way it is and this is the way it's been for years that that company is the end goal and they're really – if we're being 100% brutally honest, that is the only option there is. I don't know if I agree. I think the landscape is starting to change somewhat and depending – what happens in January with how this All Elite Wrestling thing pans out, which I will ask you about in a moment. I think there are genuine alternatives to the WWE where people when? Right now? are given a... Right now? No, there's not. Yeah. Well, in, in where? what sense? Well, okay. Name me a promotion where you get health benefits. Oh, right. Okay. I see what you mean. I... Name me a promotion yeah. where you don't have to pay for your own hotel, right? Name me a promotion. Well, they, we could be seeing that with All Elite Wrestling. If you we take could be. Cody's comments at face value, uh, uh, you know, the kind of things that he's been saying, to be, to be fair, kind of glibly in being the elite, but what a, an amazing step that would be to really revolutionize the wrestling scene if he does provide those sorts of things, which normal workers take for granted but uh, in the wrestling business is pretty much unheard of 100 uh, percent. but the, the challenge with that right now joel is is that if you're walter right do you wait for that to happen i mean the only thing that we know about this is nothing right this promotion we know that a trademark has been made and we know cody and brandy sat at a jacksonville jaguars game right that's all we know nothing's been announced nothing's been finalized and you figure you know, just because they announce something doesn't mean that, that that next month we're starting and rocking and rolling. We we've got a long way to go. We got TV. We don't have any TV. You know, all we have is just a, a name. That's it. So if you're Walter, you, what do you do? You're standing around with your thumb in your ass, uh, you know, waiting for them, or do you, do you say, okay, I gotta I gotta do something right now? You know. And again, one well, of the big. A- I was going to say he's a special case because I think he doesn't necessarily want to right. spend all his time abroad and become a, a big international star. I think he's very happy doing his work at WXW, so this NXT UK deal works for him. But um, no, again, I was going to ask you that, uh, seeing as you brought it up, so there was a meet and greet in Melbourne. Cody was asked about the new promotion. He said, wait for January. He said there's going to be an announcement that will be bigger than anyone expects. And as you mentioned, he was he was in the... Jacksonville Jaguars on its box. That's Shahid Khan, who's rumored to be bankrolling the All Elite Wrestling plan. How do you expect this to play out, though? I mean, I think something will happen. I th- well, I don't think. I mean, it's well, I do think because nothing's been announced yet. But yes, I do think it, it, that that's the end goal for them, and I want it to succeed. And they have financial backing, and they have again all positive things, right, that are leading up to this. But but right now they don't have anything at least nothing has been announced and until that's done that's hard to kind of say you know wait around for it to to happen um you know it's a lot easier to go to the established machine um and again we're using Walter as the example and he's a little bit of a different case in the sense that yeah he's really not interested in touring Japan right and doing long tours apparently 
and and he likes you know he likes what he does and he feels very comfortable doing and and the WWE deal apparently is is you know going to allow him to do these kind of things. So no, uh, I I if if January is is an announcement date, if January is a time that where we're going to move forward, uh, awesome! I can't wait. I hope I. And here's the thing too. Again, I, I I a lot of this insurance stuff and and medical stuff and benefits stuff. Um, is pure 100% speculation. Let, let, let me say that as well. This could be run just like any other fucking pro wrestling promotion, and it is what it is, right? Because I'm sure the costs would be a lot to, to do something like that, to have health benefits for pro wrestlers, right? The cost would probably be astronomical. Uh, that being said, that's really, to me, aside from getting people that are unwelcomed or broken down or or at the end of their rope with major promotions, the, the draw of a promotion that Cody has is creative freedom and and being treated like a normal human being. That's really it. Well, it does seem that WWE do understand there's a fight on their hands because – they moved NXT TakeOver from Saturday to Friday, April the 5th, and they put the Hall of Fame running on Saturday. So they decided not to put TakeOver head-to-heads with the ROH New Japan MSG show. What do you make of that? How much of that can you read into that one? Well, I think both of them are going to sell out, right? So I don't think it's a matter of driving tickets. I think even if they went head-to-head, do you, I, I honestly, I, I would have thought both of them would sell out anyway. Uh, who wins in this are, are people like us, right? Who are going to these shows and would 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 go to both? Absolutely, you know that NXT show is going to be off the charts. Um, I I I think yeah, we... I, I want to see Johnny Gargano staring at his hands. I can't miss that. <laughs> but you know that. Listen, for all your your digs, you know that show would be very good. Let me ask you this: Friday night, NXT. Barclays Center. Would you go? Uh, yeah, I would. No, I, I, I like NXT. Um, for all the, the jabs I make at Johnny Gargano, I think he's a terrific wrestler. So, yeah, like you say, the winners are the fans. And I think it's just I don't know, refreshing that WWE acknowledged that maybe there is a, a crossover in people who watch New Japan and people who watch NXT and that they would have been shooting themselves in the foot to try and counter-program them. Even though historically that is what WWE have done, it just seems a bit out of character to me. Oh, I, I think that's absolutely true. I think out of character is the exact words uh, that we're looking to use to describe this. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I, I really find it hard to believe that they're doing it for the fans, Right. I really do. I find it hard to believe that they're like they're they're taking into consideration that people would want to go to a rival promotion, and they are a rival promotion, booking a building that they've historically been the only promotion to run, right, and have been historically their home base in quotes. Um, yeah, that I mean, I, that's they're not moving it for that reason, right? Um, there might have been some other logistical reason. Again, I find it hard to believe that they're doing it for the benefit of anyone else but themselves. Um, I have yet to find what exactly that might be because, again, I really feel like that the minute these things go on sale, regardless of when, what date it was, Saturday or Friday, that they're going to sell out. 
they're going to sell it quickly. Um, so, yeah, well, listen, uh, when I heard that news, I was like, shit, I'll go to this. I'll, I, I would go to this. If I can get a ticket, I'm going to try to get a ticket. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm going to try to get a ticket. So uh, um, I think that because I, I think because I know those takeover shows are always good. As much as we like to fucking kick around that company, those takeover shows are usually very good. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do my best to be in the house. All right. Count me in. Yeah. All it. right. All right. Listen, I'll get you a ticket. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. Let's do it. We're there. We're there. If, if I, when they go on sale, uh, I will be popping away on my computer to, uh, to grab at least two. How about that? Great. We might even get a seat next to Walter. <laughs> That'd be great. He could, he could chop us for being there. Don't tell me what the fuck to do, assholes. All right. Sorry. I, I mean, I don't know if they actually have space for fans. I think the whole arena might be filled with new signees, but yeah, if there's any <laughs> seats left after that, then we'll see. Yeah, um, I've right. just opened my uh, my bag of durian flavor crisps, and I open it under my face. And as I open the bag, I've got this big cloud of nasty durian shitty smell wafting into my face. Mm-hmm. So, mm. against my better judgment, I'm going to eat one, but only because you were pestering me about it. And uh, I went to the shop where I originally saw them, and then they were gone. And then I felt bad, like, oh, I've missed the chance to have a, a really fun segment on the podcast with me eating disgusting crisps that I don't like. But then I found them somewhere else. So here we go. Durian-flavored crisps. All right. What's, what's the... Well, wow, a lot, a lot of crunch there. Mm. This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> This is audio gold, mate. Yeah. Uh, how shit. we're not winning awards for this, I will never know. I, you would think. I mean, if anyone from like New Japan is listening to this, you, you could be having this on one of your live broadcasts. Imagine. Um, give me the first take. I don't, give me, it's give reminding me the first me of thoughts. Something. Yeah. It's like kind of the the sweet creaminess of durian, but with the 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 smell. Honestly, it's less offensive than fresh durian, which is something that my wife Mally quite often buys and it permeates the entire house and upsets me and when scampi smells a durian he he literally thinks it's it is feces and he'll try to bury it so he what, no, what is this durian well, like we, like for for the western audience that are like looking at the, they don't they, uh, we don't know what the fuck that is what what is durian okay it's a, a massive spiky green fruit about the size of watermelon uh it's got a very hard sharp spiked exterior and then the interior is like uh, yellow, creamy, almost custody segments, and it stinks like rotting fruit and vegetables. Why would anyone eat that at all? Um, you'll have to ask my wife that question. I certainly will. <laughs> so wait, wait, you went in for another one. You, you needed, an, you needed yeah. another one. Okay. No, because it's reminding me of something, but I can't put my finger on what it is. So I think my future career as a food critic is going down the shitter but um, you got a lot of you got a lot of flavors going on in in your mouth right now so you know it's it's, you're probably did you did you cleanse your palate before you took this or what or you just went right in yeah i I did okay i think i know what it is it's like a a yogurt that you open and left in the fridge for too long and then went back and ate a bit more and it's got that kind it's got it the sweetness and the creaminess but that sort of acrid pungent smell like oh, i really shouldn't be eating this and i'm probably going to be very unwell tomorrow that is, sounds fucking horrific 
You want another one? I'm I'm fine. Sure. That's that's the end of the snack segment for this week. Ah, <clears throat> oh, all right. Uh, we need we need Andrew Rich with a little uh, little sounder um, for for the segment. But wow, I tell you what, I I, I will say this: it, it it lived up to the expectations, and it was a surprise, right? I don't think anybody knew what, what we were getting into today with the uh, the crisp uh, live unboxings and 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 taste tests. But so we've had uh, taste like a fart in the mouth. We've had uh, a, a spoiled yogurt, and uh, the, the second cat the, food Oreos. <laughs> right. I mean, what a what a wonderful set of treats you got over there, Joel. Jesus Christ! Oh, gross. But I think we need to make this like a monthly segment. I think we need to make this an actual thing because I I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know our listeners have as well. All right. Well, let, let me know the feedback if if you want to hear more of me. Uh, eating crisps in front of a microphone um let's move on then well tag league damon it's actually good isn't it yeah i will go so far as to say it is good um great no um and again i say has it exceeded your expectations yes but they were fucking dirt ball low right they were here's a problem that i had i had no expectations like, unfortunately, I went into World Tag League with, I don't really fucking, yeah, okay. You know, it's kind of like putting on, I don't know. So I, I just was just like, I had no expectations. They weren't even low expectations. They were just like, okay. Uh, um, so that might have something to do with it, right? Because they have, uh, I almost say they have, well exceeded those expectations, right? They, because I do care, right? I it made me care, so that's number one. Number two, uh, the matches, by and large, have been, and again, I say this with a shoulder shrug, and a, a, a good, good, all right, right. Uh, you'll get a, an occasional match that you know you would think about. But is that was that? Did I just watch four there? That I watch something that that broke for, and you would have an internal dialogue with yourself to say, "Okay, that, that, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad." The majority of the matches are okay. You're looking at two and a half, three, maybe three in a shred, right? In that range, the majority of the matches, right? Um, there is a bit of repetitiveness, right? So if you see. Uh, uh, like the Young Lions matches all feel the same to me. I couldn't tell one from another. Um, the Nakanishi Nagata matches, aside from the, the Cork and Hall show, sort of feel the same to me. Sometimes even like... Yeah, evil- yeah you, you watched all of them, have you, Damon? Uh, I watched three of them. <laughs> I watched three of them. Uh, I'll tell you who is who the matches that I've seen that, that, I've, that I've liked. Uh, and again, nothing was was too uh, um, was God. I think God was has been good and have had good moments. Uh, the uh, best friends. So maybe they should be called God. Oh wow, wow, that was fucking good. Sorry, should we edit that one out? <laughs> no, no, no. Matter of fact, I want that at the front of the show, just looped. <laughs> Over and over again. That was great. Uh, um, best friends, their their little shenanigans, and and uh, Chucky e. T 
losing his shit. Uh, at least it gives you something to look forward to in the next shows, right? To kind of watch his uh, actions and how he and how uh, Beretta reacts and all that stuff. Uh, Zach and Tai Chi have been entertaining as fuck, right? I think they, to me, they've been one of the MVPs so far. I, I've enjoyed them a lot. Uh, Dick and Balls, they haven't been that bad. Uh, what was it? Them against Suzuki Goon? I think that was the last match I've seen of them. They've been all right. Elgin and Cobb have been a little disappointing to me. They've been okay. Uh, but again, the meat and the potatoes come you know, this week. Like the sixth is when this is all said and done. Um, so to sum it up, it's been good. Better than I thought. I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to go run out and go rewatch everything. But there's been some stuff that where you could you could actually have a conversation with yourself and be like, "Oh, this 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 could be on a good bright sunny day and and then, you know, with and then I'm in a good mood, we could talk about this being a four-star match." Yeah, I said at the outset that don't expect anything reaching four stars, but I think we got a four-star match. So for me, it's exceeded expectations. It's way better than last year's one. Uh, the match I'm talking about was the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, or Dangerous Techers, against uh, Suzuki and Izuka at the Karakuen Hall show. Uh, I think that was on the Thursday night. And the opening to that was great, where we got Zack Sabre Jr. facing off against his boss, Suzuki. Some really compelling grappling there. Hold and counter hold, and there was no tagging out for ages. They seemed to be in there for about ten minutes, and it was a match that I've been waiting ages for, and I'm sure a lot of people were. And it's on a fucking World Tag League show, and I just I like the story of it. At first, I was watching, I was like, okay, this is kind of like uh, ZSJ is trying to earn the respect of his boss. Uh, I was thinking of you know, that anecdote about uh, Vince McMahon and Kofi Kingston having a little wrestle on an aeroplane, uh, if I'm remembering. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice story. So I thought, okay, this is the kind of vibe we're going for. But then, like, 30 seconds later, we saw Suzuki trying to do a gotch-style pile driver from Zach onto a chair. So I thought, oh, this has escalated quickly. But it was kind of awesome. And then that closing stretch, like, the last two, three minutes was amazing stuff because we got an Izuka chant at Karakuen Hall. And I never thought I'd live to see the day. Anyone who voted for Izuka as their least favorite wrestler, you're wrong. Uh, and you've got to stop watching New Japan because your opinion is invalid. That was the best World Tag League match. Amazing opening, amazing closing. And uh, the next day, Taichi gave Milano Collection his ballpoint pen, but then took the ink part out, so he just gave him the plastic shell. So a couple of questions here. Devu says, uh, do you believe there's a legitimate chance Suzuki will ever be IWGP champion? Uh, I don't think so. The second part of this question, what are the odds that we see a Suzuki-Zack Sabre Jr. feud in 2019? Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow, Joel. Oh, I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Obama blood clot, young. Just wanted to get that in there again. So uh, what, what do you think? Is this building up to Zack Sabre Jr. against Suzuki? Possibly some kind of feud going on over the leadership of the faction? Ugh, you had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> feud over the leadership of the faction. Um, I hope it's not that. I hope it's just a feud. Um Again, I like them together. I like the idea of them uh, in in the same ring together as a team. I also love the idea of them competing against each other. 
if 2009 is is penciled in for that to happen, I'm uh, all about it. That would be great. Yeah, I felt the same way as you did watching that match. The, you know, you you when they announced the 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 tournament and the and the teams and not the blocks, just you know, it was we knew everybody was going to be wrestling each other. That was one I think a lot of people had circled, right? Um, and I think it delivered pretty well. You know, it gave look. No, you're right. It did feel like they were in there in, in the ring for a long time, but that wasn't a complaint, right? That was certainly a plus to me, anyway. Uh, and I think the majority of the people watching. So yeah, if if we do do that, let's do. I, I I'd be perfectly fine with that. If they stayed together, great. If they if they're going to have matches together, fantastic. Uh, but no, I don't see Suzuki as IWGP Heavyweight Champion. No. I also really enjoyed the finish to the Tenkozy versus Killer Elite Squads match where. Hiroyoshi Tenzan did a moonsault. And then the the celebration afterwards was really heartwarming, seeing Kojima giving him a hug and the massive smiles on their faces. That was really lovely. And the next day we had Nakanishi doing a pescado. So uh, even the, the dads are bringing their A-game to the table for these shows. Not going to lie. When I saw that moonsault, like I saw him climb, I was like, don't fucking do it. Because all I just pictured was his ankle just winding up you know, in the orange seat somewhere. <laughs> um, just fucking... Uh, look, pro wrestlers are just a rare breed, man. They're just a, a rare breed because the guy can barely fucking walk and he's, you know, doing that nonsense for our entertainment. And it was entertaining, you know? I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, that that was... That might be one of the things that people remember most about the uh, World Tag League when it's all said and done. You know, you go back a year from now, you'd be like, what do you remember from last year's World Tag League? And you'd be like, that, that moonsault might be one of those things. So, uh, Yep, good on him. He's got balls to do it, but he shouldn't be doing it. You remember those uh, WWF, um, oh, I've forgotten the name, but it was sort of 2001 when they were doing those videos set to uh, that Creed song, My Sacrifice, WWF Desire. I think, you know the song, when you are with me, someone could probably make a decent one of those just based on that Thursday Caracol and Shaw show by itself. And there'd be plenty of really cool moments you can get in there. So, uh, Showbuckle, get on that. Good at... Yes, there we go. If we got a person, uh, Showbuckle. Uh, that you brought up uh, earlier was Chucky e. T, totally losing his shit against Hinari and also against Michael Elgin. And just one little thing, a really nice touch that I enjoyed was... Uh, Beretta saying Dustin by using his real name and not saying Chucky. I thought that was just a, a nice little thing that made it feel a bit more real. But they do uh, do that a lot. Questions. They do do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like they'll reference themselves with with their real names, and even like they, I even think they have like T-shirts with their real names. Um, and it's funny because again, I have a friend who's totally obsessed with them and will only refer to them with their real names. And it's just like, okay, I get it. You're, you're a big fan. You know the real names. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Uh, yeah, so um, they they, ha- they do kind of play off that a, a little bit um, in the past. All right, sorry, good. All right, well, yeah, a few people have asked about this. Uh, JDM says, after Best Friend's brief breakup, uh, could Chucky be Switchblade's mole? He sure gave Hanari a Switchblade-like beating. So, I, you know, I know you are not into the faction stuff and who the mole is and all that shit, but where do you see this story going? Uh, I mean, it does 
give here's what it does it does give it, it at the very least it gives us an opportunity to give a fuck about a best friends match right to see oh is he going to lose his shit again is it going to wind up being a complete turn is he that that chaos mole um and um i mean do, do you let me let me ask i'll tell you right now i i'm not interested in seeing chucky t t in in bullet club right i have zero interest in that um it would would mean nothing to me unless he's like a complete fucking just insane psychopath guy right that that might be a little bit interesting like he's just lost his complete shit um that I don't know, might be a little bit interesting but uh yeah, I would say a scale of one to ten to find out Chucky e. T is the mole. I would probably be at like a three. Yeah, because and I was speculating before that I thought Beretta was the mole, and he's, he, I suppose he still could be. That would be quite a shocking twist, but I don't know if it would necessarily make sense. And I do think that they see a lot of upside in Beretta as a singles uh, babyface star. So it could just be a way of getting the best friends to split up, so Beretta can go on his little singles run. Um, so I've heard a theory someone I, I think it was Liam from the discord mentioned he, he saw a theory that the reason Chucky e. T snapped was because he found out that who, who the mole was for Bullet Club and that there was one mole in chaos and one mole in Sekigun but that theory fell apart under scrutiny so I try not to read too much into it because every time I come up with these ideas for these intricately crafted storylines and twists and turns then nothing ends up happening so i'm along for the ride i'll just say that and i'm enjoying it and like you say it's made me want to watch their matches which before i thought they were skippable but now i'm interested to see where it winds up yeah exactly so at the very least they did that for us so um yeah i don't know how the twist and turn and, and I, i'm gonna be truth be told it's not really going to impact my life either way uh but Here's here's what I would want as an end result. One, yeah, if it does help elevate uh, Beretta in some way, because I think we're all kind of excited for that, right? To see that kind of and give him a, a, like a sing. So if there's an, another, an, if there's a feud between those two, uh, I'd I'd be interested in seeing that. Absolutely, I think that would be fun. Um, if there's some type of feud between uh, Chucky e. T and Beretta. Uh, other than that. You know, like I said, if if Chucky e. T going to to Bullet Club, eh, okay, cool. I mean, unless you know he's that nutty guy, um, I don't know if, if I, I I don't know if I'm super thrilled. Again, at, at the end result is Beretta getting a, a a a more solid singles run. I'm I'm for that. And I quite enjoyed the God against Stick and Balls match. I thought Tamatonga and Adam Page have really good chemistry wasn't a matchup that i'd ever thought about before but i liked it they they were working really well together and it's interesting that yujiro's become a strange baby face underdog now and i just really hope hangman page stays and i know he probably won't because he's in with the all elite guys and i've said it before but there's just so much potential in him and the the japanese fans really seem to love him and he's come on leaps and bounds in the last year he always works hard and gives his gives his all whether it's a, G, a big G1 match or a random World Tag League show in the middle of nowhere. He always puts in maximum effort and he just seems like a really likeable guy. So personally, I'd be sad to see him go and I think New Japan would be pretty disappointed if he does walk. So yeah, I just I hope he stays, but I'm not going to hold my breath. 
Yeah, I agree. Listen, uh, you know, he was a little rude to me at Cork and Hall. Not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you were asking for it. I, I saw that. Uh, look, he, no, here's, the exact, here's exactly what happened. So in Brooklyn, New York, when uh, Takahashi was there, we went up to Takahashi, and his English was it was okay, but you know we were trying to communicate back and forth, and basically you know how so it ended is, up is this Yujiro Takahashi? Yeah, yeah, Yuj- yeah, yeah, Yujiro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were like, listen, we're we're going to be in Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom. Let's go out for beers. And he's like, okay, let's go out for beers. I was like, like we're serious. We're we're going to be there. He's like, you're going to be in Tokyo. We will go for beers. I was like, all right, you're not going to remember it, but okay, cool. Uh, so then uh, at Dash, when he was leaving the ring coming back, and we were trying to get you know Yujiro's attention a little bit, which is a little uncommon. We're like, we don't want to make too much noise. You know, we want to be respectful of uh, where we were and our surroundings. We weren't going to be idiot North American fans. Um, but then uh, Paige was walking by. And he goes, uh, oh, you guys speak English. And we're like, well, yeah. And he goes, oh, well, here's English for you. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, he's a heel, Damon. That's what oh, heels do. It's right. heel heat. Oh. You mark. <laughs> My, right. My bad. My bad. I was just like, wow, that was rude. Uh, and, and, of course, Eric fucking just cracked up. And somebody took the, like, the screenshot of that just Fucking Eric cracking up uh, at that um, at Cork and Hall. So that's that's that story. But uh, yeah, he seems like a cool uh, guy, and he's he has improved tremendously to me, anyway, uh, and I think to a lot of other people. And yeah, I hope he doesn't go. I, I would I would want him to be involved in the mix in New Japan. I think he could. I mean, I think he he could be intercontinental right now. I think he could. I think he's got that type of potential. I don't know about uh, heavyweight, but I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with never or intercontinental for him in the relatively near future. I really wouldn't. I think he's that good. I've actually found the tweet from Eric, uh, which he put out last week <laughs> with a bit with a hangman telling you to fuck yourself. So I'm going to tweet that out from the account. Uh, whilst we <laughs> move can, on to the... Wait, wait, just one more thing. So he tags me on my kind of pseudo... Twitter account like I have a Twitter account but it's not like I go on it a lot and it's usually mostly for hockey but here's the thing he said oh, I out. just found it I didn't realize that was you yeah totally that's not the Damon. best that's the best Twitter <laughs> handle ever <laughs> you didn't know that was me no yeah. I'm sending you a friend request ah uh, I'm you not gonna let me follow you <laughs> what I, come on here's the thing I don't you're tweet. a co-host <laughs> I don't tweet anything like there's like you're not there's nothing there um Really yeah, but isn't. I can send you stuff, no? Also, What's that? I can send you on the WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you got the hotline, brother. Um, you, oh, the profile picture's amazing. It's a strong zero. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 9% uh, tall boy, obviously. Yep, yep. And then uh, I think it's like, like the profile picture is there. Um, no, uh, it's but it's locked down. Like, it's like, I, like I, A, I, when I do tweet anything, it's just, it's nobody sees it. And two, um... I, I don't tweet anything. Like, I don't, like, I'm not tweeting. Like, that's just not going to happen. But here's what happened. So that happened, and I kid you not, like, the thing, my notification thing went fucking kaplooey. 
Like, I got, like, 117 friend requests. And I'm like, oh, I, am not, I don't want to do this. No, I, no, 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 no. Uh, so I've ignored every one of them. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, not that I don't like you people, but it just, I can't do that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. If you won't let me follow him, then you scrub. Well, no you can, so. Joel, I'm just letting you know you're going to be you'll be so disappointed because I don't fucking there's nothing there it's not the I think, point it's the principle i want to be in the inner circle you're you the have the, of trust you're in the inner circle you have my you could text me if you wanted to i've got your home address you got my home i don't i need yours because i want to send you a nice christmas gift um the yeah you have my home you know you know what you know more about me than anyone else you really do i, I mean you, you got everything you got it all i i don't know what else you want what do you want what what else what what else would make you happy? Really following um, me on Twitter? Tell me. Uh, I'll tell you anything. What gets you going in bed? What gets me going in bed? Well, outside that's of bed, that's I, a joke. Don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like a little. No, never mind. I don't, we don't. It's kind of hot in here now. <laughs> really? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. So, some people are starting to write you know, those shipping stories. They're what some, stories? Some kind of fan fiction. Oh yeah, imagine that. That would be gross. Nobody would want that. Be like young twenty-year-old Joel in his track pants. Twenty. <laughs> you're twenty. You're, you're twenty. You're, yeah, okay, you're in your twenties, right? You know, you I'm probably, thirty-one. That's not my twenties. You're, you're not your twenty. I thought you were in your twenties. No, I'm thirty-one. All right, thirty-one. Ooh, you're too. You're too old for me. I like the young boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Wow, yeah. this yeah. is. Taken a dark turn, hasn't it? Uh, well, in your eyes, maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So these World Tag League shows, right? Uh, just a, a quick note. These main events we've had, we've had Okada and Tanahashi teaming up, the, the dream team. Uh, I just quite like the way that Tanahashi and Kushida had to run out before their entrance even played properly to save Okada because he couldn't wait to start battering Switchblade. And uh, Okada's really sold me on this feud, which is not something that I was particularly into to start with, but I kind of like angry, pissed-off Okada. And Karakuen Hall really hates Jay White. Like, they were doing the Kaere, if I've pronounced that correctly, the go-home chance, which home, they, yeah. they don't do unless they really hate someone. And also, I noticed Jay White's closing a lot of shows lately. It always seems to be him that's doing the go-home speech, where it's just basically telling everyone to get fucked. And Ishimori seems to be being pushed pretty hard. He's winning a lot of these matches. And also, nice little touch, Tanahashi dyed a bit of his hair orange to show solidarity with Okada. So some fun little tidbits there. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to dye my hair black to show solidarity to Joel in April. <laughs> just going to be jet black. I have no hair. It just doesn't matter. Um, let me ask you this. And again, I'll ask permission to ask you a question, like a, like a total dunce. Uh, what do you feel about the tag situation? And again, it, it is historic, right? It, it, but it has felt to me a little bit low-key. The Okada-Tanahashi tagging together, being a team, working together as a unit. What, do you think New Japan has missed the ball somewhat in, in, in not making this a little bit higher profile and just making these in the middle of, of World Tag League where... I don't know, maybe they're a little bit under the under the radar and under the gun. I think I think everybody's done a, a decent job while it was there to kind of get over the importance of it. But do you think they, they missed the, the mark on this one? Well, I was having this conversation with Harley Duncan, who's been writing all the World Tag League show reviews from Voices of Wrestling. 
And his theory was that they're saving the proper tag run with Okara and Tanahashi for New Beginning. So, obviously, on one of those shows, Tanahashi's going to be IWGP heavyweight champion, so he's got to defend his title then. But maybe on the other one, we have Tanahashi and Okada teaming up to go for the tag titles or something like that. So, what do you think about that? Do you think they might be just giving people a little sneak preview for now, a little taster, and then giving them the whole thing perhaps early next year? I tell you, a, a, a Tanahashi, well, here's the thing. So if we are to believe that Tanahashi takes the title at Wrestle Kingdom, and again, I don't know if it's a 50% chance, a 60% chance, or what have you, but let's just say that he does, I would think that, that, that the idea of them tagging together would be put on ice a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I guess it makes more sense for Tanahashi to do it without being IWGP heavyweight champion. Yeah, because they'll have to but, get through. I mean, January is a little bit of a wash. We go right into Fantastic Mania, right, in February. And then uh, New oh, Japan. Mm, I'm just thinking on last year's, one wasn't one of the new beginning shows we had, was it Okada and Goto teaming up to take on Evil and Sonata, I seem to recall. You're gonna have to do a little. You're gonna have to do a little uh, cage match on that one. Um, I, I guess my point being is that you, you you could yeah maybe a new beginning show. New beginning shows are like February, right? Uh, that'd be about the only time you do it, right? Because then you got New Japan Cup right afterward. So I always get confused on the dates, though. Eh, neither here nor there. Uh, again, if if Tanahashi's winning the title, I don't know if necessarily we'll go back to having that tag situation. Like that, I, I would think that they that that would be put on ice for for now. I don't know. It just seems like a little underwhelming to me the the significance of what we've seen in the uh, tag league and and what we've seen historically between Okada and and, and Tanahashi. Yeah, I'm trying to find that match, but I can't. Maybe I just dreamed it up. I don't know. Um, I'm going to keep looking. But the uh, next thing I was just going to touch on was about uh, Team Awkward. And Chris Charlton actually said that on the broadcast, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's a, a step above what it said on the New Japan uh, Japanese language Twitter account, which when I click translate, I translated it as... Uh, was it steroids tag or something like so. that? Yeah. So I think Team Orc was probably a bit bit better than that. But uh, it looked during the um, match with Suzuki and Izuka that Elgin tweaked his knee a bit there and they played that up the next night with uh, Chucky T attacking him. So it looks like he might have a, a bit of a knock there, but uh, I can't see him pulling out of the tournament. I think his leg would have to fall off before he did that. But... Um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good match, actually. Team Awkward against Yano and Ishii. Yeah, I think Ishii's been been a standout as well. I think he's has hasn't gotten enough praise from us. And um, you know, speaking of Ishii, did segue in. I think uh, our, our our boy Kevin Kelly, our good friend, uh, he knows where uh, he knows where it's at when it comes to year end awards, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah he it only us. took us what like six months. <laughs> 
I was like, what? What are we doing wrong? Why? Uh, no, I mean, look, I just, I, he just picks the spots, and uh, you know that was that. So I, I, we always appreciate the kind words from from Kevin, and um, and yes, uh, no, no, sorry, I just want to jump in. He's doing a hell of a job uh, commentating on these shows solo to the extent to which I'm not really noticing that he's doing it by himself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not easy to do. I mean, I'm, I'm, it, it, you know, we do a show and we usually clock in at about two hours, right? Uh, imagine doing it solo. You know what I mean? Like you have nothing to bounce anything off of. You have no, you know, you know, a, a great job that he does is he's able to, you know, throw softballs up that people can kind of take the ball and run and he can kind of catch his breath and collect his thoughts and. Uh, get a drink of water and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, get into a groove. You know, it helps, you know, to to have that. And you're doing you're doing two hours solo. That's you know, more than that. He's doing three at least. Right. So, yeah, that's 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 a difficult spot to be in. So he only saves it for that show. So, like, we're like, um, you know, I got nothing left in the tank material. <laughs> He's like, I got nothing left to talk about. Oh, all right, fuck it. Super J-cast. <laughs> fuck it. I, With a, a half-remembered tweet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, no, but he, listen, he put over the awards. Uh, and again, I think, let's be honest. They are official. They are They, they are official, absolutely. They're, these are the most official awards you got. Uh, so he knows where, uh, he knows, look, uh, I will say this. If you haven't voted yet, get on it, because... Um, I think we're going to announce sometime on Twitter. We'll have to have a conversation exactly when the cutoff date is. And then we'll have, you know, like I said, the, the, a Wrestle Kingdom preview show we got right around the corner, which is going to be massive. Uh, maybe some special things to coincide with that. Um, and, of course, the year-end awards. So uh, that the, and the voting is going to end soon. So if you're a procrastinator, you, you better get your ass in gear and get over there and, and get voting because – uh, time's running out, and again, a lot of these categories, it's coming down to to just a handful of votes. Your votes are going to matter um, in in every category, but there are categories where it's going to be closer. And again, you'll want to get in on that, so so make sure you take advantage of that. But again, we thank Kevin for the kind words uh, for the Super J Cast. And there was also a really good uh, God versus Lij match, which I've got a funny feeling could be the Wrestle Kingdom match because. The more it's going on, I'm not convinced that we will get the Young Bucks inserting themselves into that. Maybe this is just hope rather than expectation. But I think G.O.D. against Evil and Sonata would be a fine, fine match for Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, they did a really good job if this is the sneak preview because it was pretty cool seeing that Gorillas of Destiny are now doing the uh, Gato and Jado super powerbomb from the top rope uh, in tribute to their new mentors, I guess. Uh, and also a little note here that it, I, I don't know if I mentioned it last time about uh, Teruaki Kanemitsu being back on Young Lion duty, who had been missing for a long time with, uh, I think it was a spinal injury. And also we've seen Hikuleo tweeting again. So I suspect ah. he's not too far away from a return. Good. Yeah. Uh, what was he back in the, in, in the dojo? Uh, no, it wasn't anything like that. It was just him saying that he misses wrestling and there were swear words and stuff. So I assume he was just <laughs> doing that to raise his profile before uh, a, a comeback at some point so to make sure people haven't forgotten who he is. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, he was, certainly wasn't uh, the majority of our listeners' favorite wrestler. 
Uh, but uh, again, good to, good to see that uh, back in the ring and hopefully training at this point. And good. All right. That's nice to know. Getting some people back off the injury shelf. Uh, you know, the unsafe company that New Japan is. Uh, we want to make sure everybody is healthy getting back into the ring. All right. Uh, all right. So that's World Tag League. So what are the standings? Do you know the standings as of right now? You have that chart that you have done a wonderful job of, of doing the point differential. I saw that. Um, uh, I think the biggest ones yeah, were, I'm... what, Zach and Taichi had the biggest point differential? Well, well, let's let's go over it now that you mentioned it. Um, got a couple of questions. John says, who do you feel is getting the push from the Tag League? And king of the infographic, Ben Hallahan, has said, with Hinare, Juice, and Tangaloa getting two wins for their teams at Krakowin, as well as Dustin making a scene and a win, does this give us a clue who New Japan are trying to give some shine to in front of the bigger audience? Um, so let's open up the document here with my power rankings. So top, uh, we still got Sonada and Yano. That's really weird to me why they would have Yano doing so well in this tag league in terms of picking up pinfalls and being protected from taking losing pinfalls uh, relative to his tag team partner. You would think it would be Ishii who's the protected one, but there we go. I can understand Sonada being pushed. I think he could be lined up for a big singles run in 2019. I know people say that every year, but I can definitely see that as a possibility. So uh, Sonada and Yano are out in front and bottom Shota Umino, and he's got minus 7.5, Nakanishi minus 7, Yoshida's minus 6. So looking at the point different differentials, we've got Sonada, who's 1.5 points ahead of his, his mate, Evil, which is a bit of a surprise. I would have figured that Evil would be the one who's getting the biggest push because, I don't know, I just figured that they viewed him as a bigger single star than Sonada. But I guess that will even itself out. Uh, likewise, Tangaloa's got four points, Tamatonga's three and a half points. So they've been kept relatively even. Um, Lance Archer three points and Davey Boy Smith Jr. 1.5 points so on the current standings it looks like Lance is positioned a little bit higher than Davey Boy uh, Jeff Cobb 0.5 Michael Elgin 1 point although the caveat to that being one of those was a disqualification win so again those two seem to be on par um, point differential dif- a differential of 3.5 points between Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi so Tai Chi is there to eat the pins for Zack Sabre Jr., who is clearly being the push star there. And I think they might be leaning on Zack a lot in the upcoming year. And also Izuka and Suzuki, point differential of 4.5 there. So Izuka is there to eat the pins for Suzuki. Obviously, we all expected that. And point differential of 2.5 between Juice and Finley. So Juice, again, he's being elevated there, starting to edge out in front because if rumours are to be believed, he would be getting the singles match against Cody at Wrestle Kingdom for the US title. Uh, A little bit surprised to see... uh, Sorry, uh, you wanted to jump in there? Nope. No, uh, no I think you covered it all. I mean, I, seriously, you you do you you have that nailed down. I, I think that 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 uh, little spreadsheet and infographic thing is. I love infographics. I got to get a hold of that Ben guy because I'm I learning love my spreadsheets. I, I love it. You're really good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's really many surprises aside from, like I said, or like you said, Yano. Yano being the one thing that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb to me. But uh, everything else kind of falls in line. All right, good. I'm sorry. Uh, we have got a point differential of 1.5 between Umino and Yoshida. So I guess Yoshida is, at the moment at least, viewed as slightly above Umino 
because he's not technically a young lion. Yoshida, he's still he's got his own entrance music. He's not wearing the young lion gear. Uh, Kojima and Tenzan, point differential of 0.5 uh, in favor of Tenzan, which I was a bit surprised about. I would have thought that Tenzan would be the pin eater in that team because, I don't know, I, I thought they still saw some value in Kojima as a, a singles act, maybe getting back in the G1 next year. But judging by this, it might not happen. Uh, Nakanishi is a clear pin eater for his team with Nagata, the point differential there being 3.5. Uh, Yujiro and Hangman only a point differential differential of 0.5. Uh, I'm a bit surprised about that because I thought they would be using it to elevate Hangman more, but uh, weirdly not. Hangman has uh, picked up only one win on this mm, tour, okay. if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, whereas Yujiro has picked up two pinfalls, which is a bit of a surprise. But uh, Yudro has also been on the receiving end of three pin, four pinfalls, where Hangman has been on the receiving end of two. So Yudro's seen a lot more of the action. He's making more pins and he's also eating more pins. But again, I don't know if that's a sign that Hangman is on his way out. But again, a bit of a surprise that I would have expected Hangman to be above there. Uh, Chucky T and Beretta, point differential of 1.5. And again, the asterisk next to Chucky T that he has cost himself two points by getting himself disqualified uh hinare point differential of 2.5 and again asterisk there one of those wins was getting disqualified after chucky t attacked him so he's clearly positioned below makabe uh makabe uh, has not taken any losing pinfalls in that team, obviously. And then Yano and Ishii, again, slightly surprised that there's a point differential of 1.5 there. So I don't know if they're doing something with Yano or if this is something that's just going to even itself out by the end. But I would have thought if you are going to go with this uh, singles match with Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. that you might want to give Ishii a bit more shine. But I suppose there's still time for that. So that is what I read into that so far. And that's the end of the power rankings update. And that's a great one. Uh, I, was, I was making myself giggle like a 12-year-old. I was going to say, you know, uh, with Hangman and Yujiro, it's, uh, it's just like life. No one really pays much attention to the balls. <laughs> that is good. That is good. <laughs> oh, 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 fuck me. Uh, we, we've got to submit this podcast to the uh, awards panel, this I think. Is, yes. this, is, this is our best ever one. Absolutely. Oh, why did that make me laugh so much? Oh, all that, you see, all that, like, you gave the meat and potatoes, and I just come in with the little, just the little thing. The meat and two veg. Yeah, meat and two veg. <laughs> just right. Uh, no one pays attention to the balls. All right. Um, all right. Where are we here? I lost all train of thought. All right, so that's World Tag League caught up. We're let's, all caught up, right? Yeah. Are we done? All right, good. Yeah, let's dig into some questions, yeah, if please. you will. Yes. Um, all right, so Discord questions. Uh, TJ said, uh, join the Discord, by the way. It's great. And I'm not just saying that. Amazing community there. Really just nice, cool, well-informed, funny people. So uh, if you haven't got anyone, any friends who follow New Japan, uh, get involved. Check the show notes and you can find the link to join up to the Discord. If you can't find it, message me. I'll send it your way. Uh, TJ says, so are the Young Lion Express going to go winless? I thought Makabe Hanari was their only chance to win. They have KES, Izuka Suzuki, G.O.D. Chaos and the New Japan Dads left. Could Yoshida and Umino be any of them? I don't think so. The, the tradition is there for the Young Lion teams to end up with zero points and this is what's going to happen. It's less about them 
picking up a signature win and more about them getting the experience, I think. So I can't see them getting any points. What about you, Damon? No points. They will wind up with no points. I can't see anybody uh, in that, on that roster that would take a fall to the Young Lions. Uh, and you're right. Every year there's discussion of, well, they look good. They could get a big win. It'd be a surprise. And everybody would pop and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. So uh, no need to worry about that. Uh, Liam has shared a link to a Ricky Dozan vibrator and challenges us to come up with a weird piece of merch. Okay. What? Uh, oh, well, we we have to come up with them with the merch. Yeah. Um. Well, I think dick and balls, <laughs> right? I think a uh, some type of uh, phallic uh, uh, paperweight would be probably right up my alley at this point in time. Uh, so I'll go with uh, a dick and ball themed uh, paperweight. How about you, Joel? Um, a Takashi Izuka themed fleshlight with teeth. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. With teeth? We've, this show is going off the fucking rails. Holy Hannah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of resigned that I have too much shit already. You know what I mean? Like I have too, like I told... Uh, I just got to give money for strong zeros, and I, all I want is that one magazine. Every year they have the um, kind of the uh, yearbook. I don't want to say yearbook, but it's like a wrestler guide that they have um, that they put. I re- I love that magazine so much. Um, it's like every promotion, and I just love the, that. So I, I just need that. That's it. And maybe the program. I might want a Wrestle Kingdom program. So. Uh, but, I, like, I don't need another fucking 900 wrestling magazines. I don't need another, you know. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't know why I'm complaining. Okay. Well, uh, next question. And speaking, again, Speaking of merch, I, uh, I did see this thing. Uh, and, again, it was uh, Jojo Remy shared this one. It's uh, official Bullet Club sticky tape. I have And it. there's the hilarious photos of Jay White holding this sticky tape. There's one picture of him just holding it rolled up and one where he's sort of got it unrolled and this look on his face, like what the fuck am I doing standing here uh, modeling sticky tape? And I've actually got some of this tape. I didn't pay for it. When I went to the uh, New Japan shop in Suedobashi last year, uh, I didn't see any New Japan shows then. I was just in the area then and dropped by. They gave me some for free. So I do have some Bullet Club sticky tape. So That's exactly how uh, I got on. That's probably one of the stranger pieces of merch. I've got. Oh, you got some as well. Yeah. I, it was either there or at the Dome. You know how they give you that little gift bag when you walk in um, in, into the show and you get like uh, that uh, kind of like tea towel-y thing, that little thin um, like handkerchief thing. And then I think also in that bag was the Bullet Club tape or or maybe it was a button. Maybe it was like a, like a pin. Um, I get confused with which one I got. So yeah, yeah, I got this. I probably got the same. It's small, right? It's like a little, little tiny roll. Yes. Yeah. It's, we, yeah, we got the same thing. Yep. Yep. We got that. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, just as, as a FYI, I have ten minutes, and then I got to get out of here. So, so actually, I have about seven minutes. So, FYI. Okay. Well, you you cut me off when we need to go. Uh, Vase Collector says, "Is Harold quite upset about Cody's thumb wrestling?" and staring contest matches in regards to the diminished prestige the belt now holds on account of such tomfoolery. Can we ever take this belt seriously again? Uh, we did bring that up last time. I, I don't think Harold cares. I think he's he cares more about stuff like people swearing and Lance Archer spitting water everywhere. I don't think this is uh, probably on his radar. But to me, it does kind of devalue the belt a little bit. And it's a belt that wasn't that valuable to start with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I, I mean look, I'm sure... On his scale of things to worry about, that's probably low on the list. But 
you know, as fans, we we I think we care more about that than than him, truthfully. Um, what I, I personally I'd like to see less of that, but again, I, my understanding is that they they were both injured and they're both you know they they were there and they didn't want to dis you know they they worked something out so it was it was nonsense but I almost have to say it almost had to be done so uh, no harm no foul no biggie. Okay, South Dakota Ibushi says, will there be a formal apology for the lack of Goto in the Unsung Hero Awards and the shade thrown on him during the nominees pods match of the year? Caliber versus uh, match of the year contender versus Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom. Good to great title matches versus Evil Juice and Elgin. Amazing G1 matches against Ishii, Omega, and Naito. Such an unsung hero. I, I don't know. I don't know what people want from Goto. I think he's in the right place. He's not performing above his level. Uh, I don't think he should be challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight Title. I think he is exactly where people expect him to be. So I don't get the concept of him being unsung here. Yeah, me, ne- me neither. Especially this year. Um... No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I can't agree with that. I I don't I don't I think I think the person's a fan of Goto, and that's fine. You can be, and 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 it's not that we're not um, fans because we 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 are. Um, but I think he's right exactly right right in the slot where he that he deserves for 2018. I don't think he's underappreciated. I don't think he's overappreciated. I think he's he's there. Um, we look especially you. You love that that. That Wrestle Kingdom match, I, I liked it too. I liked, I liked, loved it a lot. I don't know if wrestler, or I don't know match of the year. I, I did not sniff my match of the year, um, but it's it was a great match. Um, I don't know. I think he's exactly where he needs to be. Sorry. Okay, Minty14 says, as it stands now, do you think New Japan's bookers know who is winning the domain event? Well, that's a tricky one because if I was booking it, I would be flip flopping. Uh, you know who I wanted to put it on. So, do you think they've got that mapped out already? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think what is it? You know, it just turned December. I would hope that they know what what direction Kenny's going. I would I would hope that that a conversation has has occurred, um, and they know. I hope it's just not to get back to the Maple Leafs talk. I hope it's not a William Nylander situation where the papers get filed five minutes before the deadline is due, um, but. Yeah, I, I, let's put it this way. I think they know what the situation is and what direction Wrestle Kingdom will be. But if they don't, they have two scenarios booked out. Um, and they can just be like, okay, it's plan B we're going with, and they're going to go that route. So um, it's it's decided upon either way. But, yeah, I think I, I, I would strongly feel that they, that they know going into it's now December 2nd. So, yeah. Okay, and birthday boy Andrew Rich uh, says, if you were to start your own... Happy birthday, Andrew. If you were to start your own faction in New Japan, what would you call it and who would be in it? I think it would have to be uh, Scampy Club and all the cat-themed wrestlers. I'd have to have Tiger Mask in there. I'd have to uh, have a Tiger Mask double. Black um, Tiger. Black Tiger, yeah. Uh, Tiger, Tiger the Dark. Um, and... Yujiro uh, because he looks a bit like Scampi. So that would be my faction. There you go. I would have no factions. That would be my faction. My faction would be no faction. I hate factions. Factions think. In clo- <laughs> yeah, in, why am I not surprised? In closing, factions think. Oh, and happy birthday, Andrew Rich. Thank you very much. All right, one more question. I got time for one more question, please. 
Okay, well, one is not a question. It's just a, a request. So Ryan says, can you let the listeners know that I have three extra tickets to Wrestle Kingdom I'm trying to sell for Arena B? We ended up getting Arena A tickets, but I'd already bought these. So just looking for face value. He'll be in Tokyo, so can hand them off in person. Uh, thanks. Hashtag Team Scampy. So if you are interested in getting some Wrestle Kingdom tickets, do get in touch with me or uh, and I will put you in his direction because I can't remember what his Twitter handle is. Uh, so, okay, last question then. JDM says, Jeff Cobb and PCO to ROH has been praised a bit, but doesn't this seem sort of emblematic of the problem? Didn't develop their own stars, lived off of the elite, scrambling to fill the void, but with old dudes on limited lifespans. Now, I can't say, Damon, I'm particularly excited at the thought of seeing PCO at Madison Square Garden, which I think is what we're going to get so it does seem uh, like a bit of a desperation move, doesn't it? A little bit. Um, I mean, I can't even say that they haven't created their own stars, right? I mean, Dalton Castle is is is, is a Ring of Honor star, and uh, Jay Lethal, and uh, what Punishment Martinez, who has gone on to and uh, the problem is that they can't hold on, they can't hang on the talent. That's it's just not a place where people are making a lot of money, um, and they're going moving on to more financially financially lucrative pastures. That's the problem. Uh, not that they can't create stars. They can't hold on to stars. And when they become stars, they leave for greener pastures. That's the problem. All right. So let's uh, wrap it up then. So please get voting in our awards if you haven't already done so. And also thank you to everyone who brought uh, one of our T-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you can still get one of those at full price. So we get more of the money. So do go and check those out. Uh, big thank you to Editor Dan. Give his YouTube channel 219 Films a visit and his podcast, uh, his vodcast, A Vodcast. Uh, I was on it a couple of weeks ago, as I mentioned. Please subscribe to Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network and give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you, everyone, for listening and goodbye. There is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and in me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.